for something completely different. <laughs> a man with a tape recorder up his nose. Um, no, uh, that, was a, that was a quick Monty Python reference for those of you out there. Um, yeah, hi. Hey. <laughs> so so uh, um, if you see in the title, uh, um, uh, this is not a complete change of show. We haven't completely ditched, cranked, and ranked, but we are bringing you something a little different today, which is entitled Grooved and Removed. And um, I'll, I'll take a second to explain exactly what that is in just a second. But uh, as usual, we got to get our introductions out of the way. I am Steven, a.k.a. Old Head. With me, as always, Mr. Eddie Sparks. Hello, sir. What's up? <laughs> yeah. And so what this is going to be, this is actually also the first thing we've done where we're filming it for a video version and it's going to go out as a podcast so if you're listening in podcast world, um, if you'd like to watch us talking, you can do that over on YouTube. Um, or you if, you hate, one. if you hate our faces, you can uh, <laughs> head on over to uh, a podcast and, and just listen to that. Um, but what Grooved and Removed is, once again, this is another genius idea from Eddie Sparks. Like Eddie Sparks came up with this, well, with the podcast cranked and ranked. Like that was Eddie's <laughs> idea. And then once again, he came up with another idea because in the last couple episodes, we've been talking about branching out and trying different things. And um, Eddie's the idea man. And I, so he, I just wish I wish my ideas would give me video ideas sometimes because I tend to get writer's block with that. But over <laughs> here, I, I shine <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I bring out the best of you. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, so grooved and removed. Technically, what this is, is uh, it, the idea of it is that we are going to take albums and decide if we have to remove one track from that album forever, which track would we remove? And so we decided to go uh, with per band, and we're going to probably touch on bands that we've already talked about their discography, so we're not like doubling up on something that we're going to do later down the line. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Faith No More, which is a early band we talked about. That was like the third or fourth episode, I feel like, we did Faith No More. Yeah, they weren't. I think they were. we, we did them in the summer, at least. Yeah, so er, yeah. early on. We're coming up on one year, folks, doing wow. uh, Cranked and Ranked. But <laughs> hey. um, So what, what this is going to be is instead of Eddie and I taking turns listing off the songs that we would remove we, I, I thought that that's that's not the stakes aren't high enough there so i decided that the best way to do this is to have it be a debate each of us is going to state our case for the song from each album that we're going to remove by the way we're only doing five albums um we're going to be doing i guess what would be referred to as the major label uh faith no more albums introduce yourself yeah. all the way to album of the year the original uh major label run they're not on a major now i guess you could you can't call ipecac a major it's an indie but yeah. um and and so we're going to debate we're each going to state our case for the song that we think should be removed and then i'm going to have a little a timer set here on my uh my iphone and um we're going <laughs> to have five minutes to debate that's a paul rudd reference right there <laughs> i don't remember what movie it is but he's like i'm putting it in my iphone <laughs> 
Anyway, <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. Um, okay. What was I what was I saying? Paul Rudd. Um, no, I was saying yeah. <laughs> uh, that yeah, we're gonna have five minutes to debate. And at the end of the five minutes, we have to come to a decision on which song from the album gets removed. And um, this could be a complete disaster, and everybody could hate this. But you know what? Um, whatever. <laughs> it we're, I have a feeling we're going to have a fun time, as usual. Um, Eddie, do you have anything to say before we get started? A uh, little disclaimer. Uh, just because we're removing songs doesn't necessarily mean we hate them or that we even just don't like them. I, I'm personally basing my removals on how essential they are and how they affect the running order kind of alongside my personal feelings towards said track. So it's kind of a mix of objective and subjective stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't I don't hate any of these songs yeah. um, that we're going to remove, which is actually, it makes it more interesting. If you're talking about albums that you like, you know, because obviously if we talked about albums that we weren't really that into, it'd be really easy to pick some songs. But um, this this proved to be pretty hard, especially one particular album for Eddie. But uh, he assures me <laughs> that he figured it all out. <laughs> we'll get we'll get so, there. Yeah. So w- without further ado, let's just let's jump right into the first album. We're going to be dissecting, I guess, or uh, what do, what would you call it if you remove something from it, it like a surgery? It would be a I guess removal. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking transplant then, but then that would mean you're replacing it with something else. So yeah, yeah. no, this is like this is like we're removing the appendix. Uh, it's a tracheotomy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. That we should change the title to tracheotomy. Oh my god. We fucked up. There's another it's ar- idea. Shit. It's already called grooved and removed, but we're going to put grooved and removed parentheses tracheotomy because that's <laughs> too fucking good. Anyway, so um, first album up is uh, is Introduce Yourself, uh, cool. the last album with, uh, with Chuck Mosley on vocals and the first major label album. Although it was like, what was it? It was Slash, but Slash was a was an offshoot of another ma- of a major yeah. I feel like I feel like I should yeah. know this but I don't <laughs> same um so how anyway, do we wanna, so how do we want to come into it like are we both going to state our songs and then start the timer uh yeah let's do that let's do that so so hold on let me pull up the track listing here so this has 10 songs total and also we're going to try to go off of the original running order of the album so yeah. obviously if, if if there's later on bonus tracks then they won't be removed oh also uh we're not picking intros outros interludes anything that doesn't seem like an actual song yeah uh, uh, any little extra bells and whistles aren't going to be aren't going to be included in the eligibility yeah, we got we got a lot of rules here. We 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 created all these rules to make things more difficult for ourselves. But yeah. uh so we got 10 <laughs> tracks. So um go ahead and you tell me which track you're wanting to remove and then I'll tell you. I'll start the timer and we'll start talking about it. What what track are you removing from Introduce Yourself? I am removing Death March from Introduce Yourself. Whoa. Okay. Um <laughs> I I am removing We Care a Lot. From Whoa. introduce yourself. Um, so okay. uh, let's go ahead and and I'm gonna start the timer, and then we'll start. To, I'm gonna let you go first for, for your state your case for Death March and go. All right, this one was extremely hard, but one had to go. 
This album has a really cool vibe unique to this album and to some extent its predecessor. There's not nearly as much Chucky or Faith No More as there is with Patton, so I tend to cherish each Chuck song and its own merit. Um, but upon to re-listening to this album, I was thinking for the first treat, sorry, four tracks about how incredible a streak of faster disco and song Introduce Yourself and then Chinese Arithmetic is. And then mm-hmm. to me, you know, Death, Death March begins and it struck me that while this song is excellent from a cool, weird vibe aspect, like this is the track where I feel like the least happened. Plus mm-hmm. from a vinyl stance, like imagine closing side A with Chinese Arithmetic flipping it over and starting side B with We Care A Lot, which are both fan favorites. Yeah. And, you know, side B is just another streak of great songs for me and therefore makes Death March feel like the filler track, even though I really like it. So that is my case for Death March. Okay, so uh, my case for We Care A Lot is that they already fucking did the song <laughs> on the first <laughs> album. And um, when you're looking at the at the track listing there, the Death March, I love it because it's very dark and gloomy and it's not yeah. upbeat or groovy at all. It's got a real, it's real heavy. But the thing that I love about it, if you remove We Care A Lot, uh, both of the songs, Death March and R&R, both revolve around the same note. And so I thought it would right. be really cool if it ends and then it immediately goes to like if they led them into each other, that would be fucking cool. But either either way, I just feel like the original songs on here are all so strong that at the end of the day, I was like, well, the version of We Care A Lot on We Care A Lot, it, sure, it has some different lyrics. And I guess you could say that the one on Introduce Yourself is recorded better and performed a little better, has a little more energy. But the song wouldn't be gone at this point. We would still have We Care A Lot on the, the first album. And so I just feel like that alone gets it removed because it's just another version of the same song. But I just feel like the Death March into R&R is kind of a cool segue. Um, That's fair. So really, so we, we have two minutes and 24 seconds. Um, I don't know if maybe we should have stated our cases and then started the timer. We'll, we'll, we're working this out as we go, folks. <laughs> Um, so what, what do you think about, about what I just said? I think the re-recorded version of We Care A Lot brought a whole new life into it. And, you know, funnily enough, this is one of the, like, exceptions to our rule of don't re-record stuff. But to me, yeah. the previous album felt kind of demo quality, whereas this one shows what an anthem it truly is. So to to kind of take away the staple, you know, of this album, because it's, it's kind of the song from introduce yourself that like, I I know it's from the previous album, but yeah, you, you make a good point too, though, because I don't, I feel like they got recognition because of this version of we care a lot. And yeah. maybe, maybe they wouldn't have gone on to yeah. even continue with a major label or, anything without we care a lot maybe the maybe the power of, of we care a lot on this album is necessary for it i think i'm i think mm. in this one i'm probably going to let you win this because now that i'm thinking <laughs> about it i'm i'm really thinking that as an album it's not necessary for it to be there but yeah. for faith no more 
it, this recording of this song is the one. Like it's it's the one everybody goes to. The one that has a video for it. You know. Yeah, kind of in the timeline of them coming up. This is early on, and they're still a struggling young band. They haven't brought Epic out yet, so they don't have that crutch of having that massive selling song. So I feel like I do feel like We Care a Lot would need to stay, despite mm-hmm. the fact that there's already another version of it. But I I just feel like the the production and performances are so much stronger and we we care a lot on this one yeah and you make a good point about a side side one ending with chinese arithmetic and then starting with we care a lot that's kind of i don't know i'm not i'm not as tied to my choice in this particular case that i think that (laughs) that that you've got a good point and i think that it does i think i could do without death march oh oh if if you hear that folks that is the alarm telling us it's time to wake up and um (laughs) Uh, yeah, and our and, and our uh, our debate should be over. Um, but luckily, in this one, I uh, I um, I gave up and I decided to to let Eddie win this one because I, it just it makes it makes sense. That wasn't really even a debate because as soon as you started to as soon as you started talking about the song being big, I'm like, oh yeah, that's true. It was it really did it did something for them. So. Yeah, I think I think in the timeline of their career, like if if you went back retroactively and, and got rid of that one, yeah. there might not have been any more faith no more. That's the scary thing. Yeah, that's a good mm. point. So 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 um for this particular case, uh Death March has got to go with it, which works out cuz Death March is like I said a very dark and kind of brooding kind of track. It doesn't have the same sort of energy as the rest of the album. Um, because there is no point where it kicks into something. It's very, yeah. It it's stays more of a, very. It's more sludgy. of a vibe, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So it does. It, it's not really that big of a of a of a loss, I guess, from the album. So yeah. So now, so there you go. Successfully, we have we have turned "Introduce Yourself" into a nine track album and removed "Death March," and um, I'm not I'm not that sad about it. Imagine if this was real and the stakes were real. And as soon as we made the decision, the song disappeared from everyone in the world. (laughs) And we're the assholes responsible for this. We've just ripped a hole in the space time continuum where we can just like delete songs at will. Oh man, I'd have a guy there. I can, I can think of some right now that I would, I would delete right now. Anyway. uh, All right. All right. Well, that was, that was an interesting first run. And then, of course, we're moving on chronologically. So we're going to be moving into the real thing. First album with Mike Patton. So after that, do you think that we should state our cases and then start the timer and then have more of a discussion? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good call. Because I okay. think that way, that way then we can kind of talk more about how it, how it affects the album. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Well, then let's move on um, to, to uh, the real thing. Which once again, we're going with the original track listing, but there we're gonna use. I'm going with when I was thinking about it, I was going with how I first heard it because if you're talking about like the vinyl version of it, it doesn't have Edge of the World on it, and it's a slightly yeah. different order. But the original one that I I first heard it on cassette, and that one ended uh, with Woodpecker from Mars. And I believe Edge of the World was at the end of side one. 
it was after Zombie Eaters. Yeah, for me, it was it was the CD version. So I, I had it and the whole thing with Edge of the World. So Edge of the World is the last song. Okay, well, we can we can go with it as that because... Um, but, yeah, appears as track six on cassette editions. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. That's, that's interesting that there's three, three different... From when it originally came out, there are three different versions of the track order on this yeah. album. So anyway, this was 1989. This is the big old album that's got Epic on it. Um, and, uh, um, okay, let's just fucking do it. So, we, so we're dealing with, ten, once again, ten tracks. Eleven. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Eleven tracks. Yes, you're right. Eleven tracks. And um, let's, 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 let's do it. I'm not going to start the timer yet. Eddie, state your case for the song that you want to remove from the real thing. I think if we're going to match up on any of the albums, I think we could match up here. Okay. Because I've gone for War Pigs. (laughs) (laughs) Did you pick it? (laughs) Yeah, I won't even start the timer on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'll I'll make my case anyway. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, go for it. This one was this one was a lot easier for me. As awesome as this version of the song is. You know, upon analyzing this album's 11 total tracks, you know, I came to the conclusion this is the least essential song based on the fact it's a cover and it's not solely representative of their sound as a whole because you already get metal moments with a lot of... Well, Jim Martin is as prominent as he would ever be on a Faith No More album on this Mm -hmm. album. Yeah. So really, it feels like the Black Sabbath cover of war pigs um it just it just feels like them having fun rather than something that actually fits in with the album when you kind of dissect it a little bit Mm um i'll i'd miss it if it was gone but like what's what's what song is it is it woodpecker from mars then war pigs yeah so it would be woodpecker from mars and then goes into edge of the world which is kind of cool really yeah because one completely falls apart at the end with that and then fades out and then fades back in with that lounge kind of thing with edge of the world which is a cool left turn but i feel like you remove war pigs from this track listing and providing you've still got uh edge of the world on the end of it I don't feel like you're missing too much from a Faith No More perspective. So that was why I picked it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Honestly, for me, um, not only do I not really care for the cover of War Pigs, I don't care for any, I don't want to hear a cover of War Pigs ever again. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's a classic metal song, but it's it's too it doesn't have a lot that goes on in it. Like it's, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it, it takes a, one after you've heard it a lot, it's a song that seems to take a long time to get through. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause they did one, they did a cover of it. Sacred Reich did a cover of it. Who knows who else did a cover of war pigs. And uh, yeah. And I just don't like the idea of including, um, covers on albums. First of all, first of all is kind of lame especially when you stick so closely to what it originally sounded like. If they had funked it up and done some some sort of weird, bizarre version of it, I'd probably feel different about it. Or like if they made it their own, but this literally just sounds, it sounds like a band covering a song. That's all it sounds like. 
Yeah, like there's not even any of Roddy's keys on it. They just did a yeah. straight up metal version of the classic metal version. And it's yeah. like the main reason I love Faith No More doing War Pigs is when they would do it live and Mike Patton just trying his best to wind up the metal people in the crowd. <laughs> so it was always, the hand of God has struck the fucking hour. <laughs> like, just well, crazy well, Also, shit don't, like you that. Do, don't you get that la, 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 And then he would go into, Satan laughing spreads his wings. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. So, but also here, but here's a here's a different take on it though, because on um, on introduce yourself, we talked about how if you take we care a lot off the album, maybe it would ruin the band's trajectory and where they would end up going. True. If we take War Pigs off of here, have we fucked up Mike Borden's chances of becoming Ozzy's drummer later on down the line? You see, this is this is serious, like timeline fuckery at we're this now point. fucking with people's lives here <laughs> there's lives at stake people <laughs> but you know what we obviously we had to we had to come up with some sort of but this this is the easiest one this, this is the the uh the the one we matched up on i don't think we're going to match up on any of these other ones but that one was easy yeah. so like war pigs war pigs is gone so now uh, fa- uh the real thing is a 10 song album ending with Edge of the World, with Woodpecker from Mars, the instrumental before that. That's kind of that's kind of cool, honestly. I've always liked the way that I originally heard it, where it ends with Woodpecker from Mars, because I liked the fact that Side One went from Zombie Eaters to Edge of the World. It's like this big heavy song, and then it ends with this little kind of smooth song, and then you go back to the other side, and then the real thing kicks it off. Like it's, yeah. I thought that was a cool running order, but who knows why they did three different orders yeah for for me like the real thing for me has to close out with the you're right you're right that saxophone kind of thing at the end didn't they also close out their shows with it too like did wasn't that the end of their show or or am i wrong i don't know if they ended their shows with it but they definitely played it yeah because I remember there mm. being a big sing-along part at that end part live. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, so uh, War Pigs is gone. Sorry, Black Sabbath, we love you, but your song is not necessary on the real thing. So uh, didn't even need a timer for that one. So now we're moving uh, a couple years later to um, I think it was our joint number one Faith No More album when we did the yep. ranking, Angel Dust from 1992. So this is a little more difficult. Because we're now dealing with an album that we both really love. Yeah. I love every song on this album. This is a 10 out of 10 Yeah, album. and so we've got 13 tracks here. And when I was going through it, I was like, oh, there are a couple that I think people would think are easy, easy removals. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, nah, it's not, it's not really that simple. Yeah. So, all right, so let's let's go ahead and, and state our cases. Which song would you remove from Angel Dust? Okay, so for Angel Dust, I chose Crack Hitler. Okay, all right. So it's hard for me to remove anything from a 10 out of 10 album in all good conscience, but I had to pick Crack Hitler simply because at the point, at the point it appears on the album... It's not bringing much new compared to what has already come before. 
So it has all the elements of the angel dust sound, but we've already had funky stuff with Be Aggressive, uh, cinematic strings on many of the album's previous tracks, and super heavy out there moments like Malpractice have already happened as well. Mm. All of these things take place. You know, Jizzlobber is also about to happen after the song. Yeah. Not that it isn't fucking fantastic. It, you know, in my opinion, every track on Angel Dust is perfect where it is, but this one seems the least essential in the running order. And it's also a bit more of a jarring and scary turn when the siren goes out and come on um, Small Victory and comes back to the swamp and the kind of psycho strings on Jizzlobber. So that's kind of like... That's that's true. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a cool little transition. I thought, but yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, go, we'll get into that more once we debate. But the one that I decided to remove from this album was Kindergarten, and um, so Kindergarten is is honestly my least favorite song on this album because when you really pick it apart and you think about the memorable moments from it, from all of these songs on the album, this one has the least going for it that really makes it stand out. And at first I thought, well, you know, when it comes to vinyl, I don't know about the I don't know about the original vinyl, but like the cassette version or whatever, like side one ended with malpractice and side two began with kindergarten. And that's kind of a after malpractice, it's kind of a it's kind of a relief because because malpractice is a real uh, chaotic song. And then kindergarten, it's more it feels more like there's more room in it. It's more open. Yeah, but. Um, it's just not that interesting of a song. And then when you remove that from the track listing, it goes from uh, malpractice into be aggressive, which to me sounds fucking great because it's literally just, it ends with this real creepy thing and then it goes into the fucking org. Like, like, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. And so you could make the case that maybe you do need a little bit of of you need to relax a little bit with kindergarten before you move in to be aggressive. Like, do you want, you know, to have some botched surgery before you have anal sex or do you want to, <laughs> <laughs> or do you, or, wait, or, is, or is no, is it's about, it's about oral, isn't it? Uh, be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so maybe you do need kindergarten in the middle of it. I don't know. I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm going to stop talking now. Kindergarten's my choice and I'm going to start this timer five minutes to debate. Um, so, uh, comparatively out of what you said and what I said, what, what, what do you, how do you feel now? Still, still feel the same? I've got to strongly disagree on this one. Kindergarten's one of my favorite moments on the album. Oh really? Yeah. For, for me after it comes after malpractice and malpractice is probably like next to Jizzlobber, the biggest hell ride on the album. So mm -hmm. following something like that, to come back into like the cool, spacey, um, big sounding. It's kind of ambient and chill in a way, even though it's still pretty rocking. And yeah, like this is the epitome of when I look at the album cover for Angel Dust, that's what I'm picturing that kind of blue, angelic kind of thing going on. So mm -hmm. after all of the chaos that happened in Malpractice, you get this cool thing with the boo doo dee doo doo real expansive stuff going on and okay, yeah my favorite bill gould moment of all time is that bit where it goes into the like kind of bass solo melody kind of thing 
Yeah, um, I like so, that part of the song, but it's but yeah. it's it's not the most amazing bass part. You know? No, but it's more like beautiful in its simplicity is is what I'm driving at. Like with the strings over the top of it and the fact he has an ear for melody, like normally he's the guy going bum get him like mm-hmm. but then he gets to like spread his wings on that. Um it's a it's a very expansive song and I, I really I, mean, I really like it. So I'd be sad I mean, to see it, is, it go. It is it is good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns for one particular reason. Okay. If we remove Crack Hitler, we have removed the one song where the music was written by Jim Martin. We've literally been like, "Fuck you, Jim Martin." We're removing your songwriting credit from uh, the album completely. He already not, felt left out. Was it not Jizzlover? I thought the song he wrote was Jizzlover. Oh wait, he did write that song. God damn it. Oh, he wrote that song by himself. He was a he was a co-writer on Crack Hitler and he completely wrote Jizz Lobber. All right, never mind. Fuck me. <laughs> See, you know, do you know why this sucks? Do you know why this series of of, of things is never gonna work out? Because my my <laughs> my gut reaction is to always side with the other person and be like, ah, yeah. I can see it because I'm, that's just the kind of person that I am. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not really that married to my choice, but I really do think that I like Crack Hitler in the way that you like the bass breakdown kind of part in kindergarten. In Crack Hitler, I love the 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 sort of middle part where it gets in the mm. down down down, and then you hear the hey hey, and then later on, once badass. Mike once once Patton comes in with the whoa, I mean, I mean that sounds so cool. Yeah, and so the rest of the song though, I mean it's like it's not great. So, <laughs> see, so. see that that was my thing. Like, I was thinking to myself, do I really want to say goodbye to that badass gang vocal part? But at the same time, I was thinking, one great part does not one great song make. So I had to kind of think as a whole, which I prefer. I would have to, I would have to say, Crack Hitler got to go. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. I, I, both of them, honestly, are the, the, these. Those are the two that, are, if I had to pick least favorites, those are my two least favorites. So I'm not, I'm not. Uh, I'm sorry to not make this very interesting, but <laughs> now, now that I now that I remember that that uh, that Jim Martin wrote Jizzlobber lyrics and music. Well, he, I mean, he wrote, he wrote the music himself. Um. I think I'll yeah. yeah. I think I may have to side with you because you're because you, this is God damn it. I'm a pushover, <laughs> man. I just can't because I'm looking at it now and I was like, it, it is nice the 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 what do they say a res, the respite the respite how you pronounce yeah. that word from respite. malpractice that you get with kindergarten and crack Hitler doesn't actually provide anything that's necessary right there. It's kind of just a song that's in there that's pretty cool. Yeah. So a small victory going into Jizzla. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna let you have this one too. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, I think the King for a Day one could you could be in for a fight. So let's. Okay. Let's look forward to this one coming up. <laughs> okay. Well, look, and we've we've we we finished this out with ten seconds to go on the on the timer, and cool. uh, so I'll, I'll I'll cancel that. And so um so yeah so. The interesting thing, though, is that I feel like a lot of people would probably choose one of two songs from this album to remove, either RV or yeah. uh, Midnight Midnight Cowboy, because Midnight Cowboy is, once again, a cover. But 
I didn't want to choose either one of those because just RV is like such a classic and the way it fits in the yeah. album is so cool because it literally throws you for a loop about, you know, yeah. if you're getting comfortable with what you think you're going to expect in this album, then no, you're not, you, get, you don't know what's going to happen next. And Jizzlob are just ending on its own. Once yeah. again, that word respite or respite, whatever. How do you pronounce that word correctly? Over in your, in your area, how do they say it? It's respite over here. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure about overseas. Shit, I don't I don't know. I barely use that <laughs> word. But um Midnight Cowboy, it feels like you've come out the end. Like the it's the it's the end of a horror movie. It's it's, it's, the, it's the end of it's the end of Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She's escaped <laughs> Leatherface. She's in the back of the truck and she's all, holy fuck, and then the credits roll. It's like beep, beep. you know, it feels like a very like you made yeah. it. And so here's the walking into the sunset credits roll kind of thing. So that I would never have chosen that one. Um, I wouldn't have ever even chosen easy because like even even though like Oh, but easy isn't that's not that's not legit really on the album. So But it was it was how I heard the album originally. And yuck. it was it was only ever the original first press that didn't have it, wasn't it? Well I mean well no, no, because originally it was only it's all of the original versions of angel dust because easy didn't come out until songs to make love to or to make love by or whatever that that came out on that ep which was right a a year later i believe i think as well isn't there two versions of easy there's there's one that's quite stripped back and has them like giggling at the beginning and then there's another one called easy cooler version which has all the the strings and stuff on it as well oh i don't know if i've heard that one I think that that's the actual single version, but I prefer the Angel Dust more stripped back one. Yeah, but the the easy cover is cool. But luckily, we didn't have to fuck with it because I didn't even I didn't even consider it. I was just like <laughs> that wasn't originally on the album, so it stays on the bonus version. But we have removed Crack Hitler from uh, Angel Dust. Cool. Um, so yeah, there there you go. So that that's 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 uh, this is. I I want to I, I want to know from everyone watching. Yeah. Like, put put some comments down below. Is this even interesting? <laughs> is this <laughs> you know like like it, is this a discussion? Like, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You go home and listen to Crack Hitler. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. Well, I, I want to look down into the comments and see just a giant bar fight of all these people trying to figure out. Oh no! Like fucking smaller and smaller has to go. It's too happy sounding or something like that. And then another person coming in like RV has to go. Are you kidding? A fucking country song like that. That's going to be great to watch happen we'll, down. We'll, we'll just watch it happen. Yeah, I think I feel like we've opened Pandora's box. <laughs> so uh, so argue down below in the comments. But because um, uh, here there's not much arguing going on. But maybe maybe that's going to change because we're going to move on to King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, uh, which came out in 95. And this what is it? 14 tracks on this? Yeah. A 14 track album. Um, this, this was also high up on our lists as well. Well, so, well, so was the real thing. All the, I mean, all these yeah. were, but, um, so there's a lot to work with here because you, you've made the, the claim that, that you feel like there's kind of two of every kind of song yeah, on this album. Noah's Ark kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, there's kind of like two two of each. So, um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but then, like, the real question is, 
the real question is like, if you've got two of each, which, which one ends up getting one removed. So that's, this will be interesting. So, so go, go ahead and let's hear your removal from King for a day, fool for a lifetime. Okay. I have decided to remove from the King for a day running order, digging the grave. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) This is, this is, that is, that is, that is egregious as they say. Um, I, that is fuck. All right. State your case. I'm not, (laughs) don't even go ahead. Okay. So I'm coming in one of my hottest takes ever. Hear me out. (laughs) Digging the grave, right? Ugly in the morning runs straight in to take this ball for a nice jarring change because digging the grave is gone. And it's like, when I looked at it, I thought, what a day does pretty much the same thing as digging the grave, but there's strings on it and it's a little bit more, it changes up the feel a little bit more in my opinion. So... Mm that's why I kind of, I looked at all of like the pairs of songs and how I'd kind of like pair them up. Like say for example, you've got, um, get out and gentle art and making enemies. They, they have that kind of punky up tempo thrashy kind of thing going on. Yeah. But then you've got stuff like cuckoo for Kaka and ugly in the morning. They have a, they have quite a similar heavy classic faith, no more Phil, uh, feel. And then, you know, you had a lot of other ones as well. Like King for a Day and Just a Man are very big songs. Evidence and Star AD and Caralho Voador is I think I think that's how you say it. Um, I'm gonna go but, with your. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when I kind of like looked at it, I thought to myself. I listened to the album a few times, and I thought to myself, what is the track I would miss the least? in the running order so far and every time i got to dig in the grave i was like yeah i know what a day is coming and i know i like that one more so to me i know it was kind of like a lead single off of the album and it kind of it is a bit of a mission statement admittedly from the album saying hey we've stripped back a little bit but there's just parts in what a day that really put that one over this one i feel like they're two of the most similar songs. Yeah. So I thought, uh, one's got to go and I like one more than the other. So, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm removing What A Day from this album. Oh, um, shit. Because <laughs> what, what A Day is... Uh, um, I feel like maybe our explanation should be real brief and then we should start the timer because that way we can have a good debate going. But what I feel the same way about what a day, like it's the, the overall vibe is very similar to digging the grave, which has already Mm -hmm. happened on the album. And, um, honestly, so let's, I don't know. Fuck it. I'm just going to start the timer. Timer started. (laughs) So here's, here's my, here's my take on this. So first of all, let's just talk songwriting wise. Take, the chorus of digging the grave. That's something and something out. You left the door. It's such a great melody. Or you get what a day, what a day, what you. I mean, it's literally like the writing wise, it's really boring and comparatively, what a day has so many repetitive parts on it where I'm all like, did he just not have lyrics and he just repeats the same lines again? But here's the big thing. 
you take out what a day. The coolest thing about it is that King for a Day fades out. Don't let me die with that ceiling. And then all of a sudden, wedding rock. Like, it's literally, it sounds fucking cool as shit there. And the same thing happens with Digging the Grave, where you do get this big, everything gets all chaotic at the end of uh, Ugly in the Morning. Boom, it would be wrong. Like, it's cool to hear that shift all of a sudden to this upbeat song. And then after you get another upbeat song, obviously you get Take This Bottle, which, which, which smooths it out. I mean, I honestly, we talked about this on the ranking, but I feel that What a Day is when the album starts to feel like it's gone on too long. So um, we got three minutes. You, 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 keep, you, you do your arguments. I would say, to me, I would pick, uh, I would pick Digging the Grave to go because I feel like What a Day has a more Faith No More feel to it. There's keys on it. Uh, it, it opens up more in sections with that thing. And I know that you mentioned the uh, melody of the chorus, uh, but I would just like to draw your attention to the verses that have some cool, uh, like, Patton being his weird self, and then there's some, like, Patton gang vocals that come in, like, yeah. you're right, mm-hmm. you're right. Those Kill parts the there, and will die. Will die. Yeah. Like those parts. I mean, don't get there, me wrong, I like this song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just those parts there that really stuck out, uh, stuck out to me as like, oh whoa, this one's kind of like throwing a bunch of different feels at me. Whereas I feel digging the grave is very consistent, but at the same time, I feel like anyone could have wrote it. Whereas with what a day there's a little bit more of that faith no more flair to it i feel like there was a little bit more care given to emphasize more of the harmony than a more punky kind of melody i mean really when you when you stack the songs up next to one another they both have their pros and cons but to me personally when i come to faith no more i want to hear something that sounds a little bit more like faith no more so more faith no more <laughs> i mean I, I mean yeah i get that but it's like also this album has so many different elements that the songs sound different. That's like, fair. like, like if you, if you're talking about that, then take this bottle should go because it sounds absolutely nothing like faith. No more. If you're going to make the, it, I need a faith, no more vibe. Let's get rid of that one mm. because it's, it's literally nothing. It's not, it, there's no keys on that at all. Is there? It's just acoustic guitar, there's with some, bing, ding, ding, some slide guitar. Oh yeah. Ding, there's some ding, piano. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. But it's but I really just think as a song, songwriting wise, it, digging the grave is just much more memorable and has much more of an earworm quality than what a day. What a day just says what a day over and over again in it. And um, do, you, do you know how we fucked up doing this this show? How? <laughs> We don't have anybody to help us make this decision. So it's literally like if we just both decide not to budge, then what the fuck? Who do we turn to? We can't turn to somebody else and be like, what do you think? Who won the argument here? So I don't know where to to go. We might need to get like a a quiz master or something on the show. Or a jizz master. Or just <laughs> I don't know why. That, I, don't know, I don't know why that that was. Fuck. Just delete that. Delete that. As could, as Tob, Tobin or Ulrich would say. I would say, considering my streak and how long it took me to come up with this, and I honestly don't feel concrete about any of my choices for King for a Day. I'm willing to concede this one 
as I feel like you have made great cases. Although and I, I gave I, you two in a row, dude. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to lay down, lay down the line on this one. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah this. <laughs> That's 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 great. Let's get rid of what a day from this album. I I, lo- I love this. This is. I do think though, when we do another one of these, we should figure out somebody to be a a, a moderate. Oh, timer went off. Time to get up. Um, the the uh, and we did it literally within five minutes. Boom! Within five minutes, we made the decision. Look at us. We're adults. Um, but I, I do think we should find somebody to like sit in as a third and be like, who do you? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who that would be. Um, but. Put put it in the comments if you think you should be that person. Hey. Would you like Would you like to win a trip to be on the cranked and ranked, grooved and removed <laughs> show? Send to- send your self addressed stamped envelope to the number on to the address on your screen. I don't know. <laughs> Old Sparks Studios. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> Old Sparks. Old Sparks makes you sound like power. (laughs) (laughs) If we do, if we ever made a cologne, we could call it Old Sparks. I like that. I Um, like that a lot. So we have removed What a Day from King for a Day, Fool for a Lifetime, um, making it a uh, not that much shorter album. (laughs) It's still, it's a two and a half minute song we just removed. Um, but moving on to the last album we're going to be talking about, the last album that's going to get um, a tracheotomy. Hey. Um, I love that so much. <laughs> uh, album of the Year, which was the last album that the original run of Faith No More produced. Um, was it 96 when this came out or 95? It was 95. 97. Oh, shit. 97. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was already out of high school when this came out. I remember that. Um, I remember this. If I remember right, I might be wrong. It came out the same day or within a week of Color in the Shape by Foo Fighters. And I remember getting both of them at the same time and honestly really liking the Foo Fighters album more than I like this one. <laughs> but now it's kind of gone the other way around. Now I like this album more than I like the Foo Fighters. But anyway, uh, album of the year. Let's do this. Which track would you remove from album of the year? I looked at it and came to a decision relatively quickly. I picked Homesick Home. Oh, man. Okay. Like, it's been it's so been long. It's been too long. I'm missing you at home. Okay. home. Keep going. <laughs> Bang, Homesick Home. home. <laughs> <laughs> so... This one for me was a little bit of a no-brainer as I've kind of pondered it before. Uh, This song clocks in at just under two minutes and it feels like an idea that didn't really go anywhere. Like it feels like a demo kind of whacked on the album as like an afterthought and kind of shows the cracks in Faith No More at this point in their career. Okay. it feels like it feels a little bit like if RV wasn't fleshed out. So every other song on this disc, you know, at least goes somewhere else in its runtime. Whereas this one explores very little of what it could have done with a little bit of better writing. I feel like if this thing had at least another minute to do what it needed to do, it might have had a better case for itself. But I feel like 
it's just a little bit of a slog, even though it's two minutes long. So, it, it, funny enough, I, I didn't pick the same song as you, but the song I picked is for the same reasons because I feel like it doesn't go anywhere and feels not very fleshed out. Um, the song I picked is Paths of Glory, which is ah. right before Homesick Home. And Damn. honestly, that song, so not only does nothing happen in it, but it's four minutes and 17 seconds long. And it's literally something that feels like it's supposed to have other parts, but it never yeah. happens. And it's a whole, once again, a whole lot of repetitiveness in it over and over again and doesn't actually, and even the way that it builds up at the end, like it's supposed to be a chaotic buildup, but it's just him going, oh, again, oh, again, oh, you know, it's like, you know, and I'm just like, well, that's not very interesting at all. Uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to go ahead and start this timer, five minutes. Um, I like Homesick Home just because it's, I, f- from the, from the standard that they set on the previous album, I want them I want songs to sound different. I want it to hit me with something that I wasn't like, oh, this is a different vibe. And I like how the close to the end when it gets into that, drive me home. I love that part of the song. And it's, so it it does go somewhere, but it almost feels like two different things kind of sandwiched together. Yeah. And it, but it's, but it's so short that it's just, I don't know, but I really do feel that, Paths of Glory, like the vibe of it is so similar to what you're going to get on Pristina, where it's another very drony, very, you're already going to get that at the end of the album. And so doing Got That Feeling, which is all like, you know, pretty energetic song, and then into Homesick Home, it's kind of a cool transition. And it just takes out a song that just sort of is there. And I just don't even, like, I, like, I get, I guess if you're all about vibe, it could be, a, it could, I could see it as a cool track, but, um, Faith No More have never been that band. They, mm-hmm. they, they have vibes in their songs, but they don't write songs where for four minutes, it's a very similar thing for the whole time. And that's yeah. why, honestly, I don't even really think that Pristina is that great of a song either. Cause it's a lot, of, there's a lot of wasting time with the open notes and just him going, who like it's, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's, um, but so yeah, so I, I would say to remove uh, Paths of Glory. Go go back with your rebuttal, sir. So what I'm, what I'm going to say is Paths of Glory, to me, on this album, feels pretty close in a way to a more classic Faith No More sound. Okay. In the sense that, you know, you've got songs like Collision, Strip Search, Last Cup of Sorrow, like, they... They don't have that same like kind of like pattern going on. Whereas this one, I know it's not that, but Mike Borden's doing like a kind of cool drum beat and they're kind of playing around that. There's a core to it. And I yeah. find with a lot of Faith No More stuff, they, they have that foundation that, that kind of does repeat. Like there's a lot of repetition in a lot of Faith No More, but there's so much interesting stuff over the top of it. Mm-hmm. You don't notice how rooted in in a straight thing it is until you like really dissect it. But this, but, 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 but what? It, but if you're removing Homesick Home, you've literally have two songs together with almost the identical kinds of vibes going on. Yeah, it 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 really has the album end on a downer. But I mean, mm. if I mean, maybe you're into that thing. I don't. I don't know. I feel like perhaps maybe if it was done a little better where 
say, for example, Homesick Home wasn't there, but you had Paths of Glory, and when it did do the climax, it went, you know, again, again, down. It went into Pristina. Yeah. Down, and then just all of a sudden changed up completely. I think that could have been really cool to see. Um, but uh, alas, we did not get the reality where Pass of Glory <laughs> and Pristina were one big-ass epic eight-minute, nine-minute closer or something. Yeah. But um, I also, feel like that would be cool. But, also, yeah. I think I think I might, even though I don't like ending the album with that vibe, I think I might, I might give in here because... This is the because Homesick Home is just a Mike Patton song. Yeah, <laughs> Paths, Paths of Glory has writing credits from every member of on, on this album. Like they all collaborated on this song, according to Wikipedia. Who knows if we can even <laughs> believe that? But um, so that alone makes me go, well, it's kind of it, it gives it a better ending to the album. Just I feel my soul feels better because it's like everybody, everybody at that song that everybody touched remains yeah. on the album. But I mean, I do I do like Homesick Home just for the variety, though. We, we, have, we only have 22 seconds left. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I think it would be pretty cool if one went straight into the other if we axed Homesick Home. And well, I'm okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. Cause I honestly, I don't think that homesick home is that big of a loss. Um, yeah, but, it, but I really do think that if, that if we, hold on, we got, okay. Hey, there we go. <laughs> okay. So we've, we've made our decision on that one. It's, 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 it's a homesick home that goes, but I, I, re, I do have to say that if that's how the album ended, it would probably end up being one of these albums that once it got that feeling ends, I would probably turn it off. <laughs> I would, I would probably, or if it was, if that, that's when I would go start doing chores. I'm like, all right, yeah. the album's, album's pretty much over. Let's go sweep up. Um, but this is a hard one to talk about just because uh, uh, album of the year is one where I think most of the songs, somebody could make a good case of why it could be removed I mean, yeah. re- really, like, Collision's a fucking killer song. I would never, yeah. and, and and like Ashes to Ashes is amazing. There's a, there's a lot of really great songs on here, but you do have, you know, even 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 like like Helpless. I almost chose Helpless because it yeah it it's got a ho hum kind of quality to it. Um, but I do I kept it on there just simply because I like I've always really loved that part where he goes i even tried to get arrested today yeah but everyone looked the other way like i i i don't know why i've always dug that part of the song so um i think it's a it's it's a cool album it's an interesting album but like when you st- when you stack it up to the rest of the catalog it, it it doesn't rank high for me but when i do listen to it and i'm in the mood for it i really enjoy it yeah. 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 I, th- I think that's, unfortunately, it's not an album that anyone is very uh, attached to. So I yeah. don't think it's, it's that, it's not that hard to lose a song from that. So that's kind of ending this episode in kind of a, eh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> way. But, you know, in the end, 
I really do think that we should figure out a way to have a moderator on here. Everyone, everyone state your case in the comments for why you should be the moderator. (laughs) (laughs) Because, uh, because I really think that's what it is, is that we should be able to make cases and have everybody vote, or maybe we shouldn't even vote. Maybe we should, the next time we do this, we'll just have the conversation and then we'll have people vote in the, in the, in the comments below. But then what do we do after that? This is the kind of thing we should talk about not on the actual episode. <laughs> oh Play it by goodness. ear. <laughs> Play it by ear. So, yeah, so that that that's that's basically all all we got here. Um we've it's it's a new idea and um at the end of the day, we literally did nothing for anybody. I guess our ranking also <laughs> doesn't mean shit either. So, um, but it is an interesting way, I think, to actually look at album order and 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 album tracks and just how you feel about those, especially when we were dealing with albums that we love and bands that we love. Um, but luckily, we don't actually have to remove any tracks at all. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let us know what you feel about this kind of thing. Like, should we do another episode like this a little bit down the line and? Um, we'll, we'll probably always keep it to about five albums, the five core albums that we feel of a band, unless they have less than five, obviously, but, yeah. um, really just, it, it's another way to dig into these albums. And I think it's kind of cool. So, you know, comment down below what you think, um, did, was it, was it good? Was it bad? <laughs> um, try, try not to be an asshole. Cause I'll just remove your comment anyway, if you're a prick, cause that's what I've started doing yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts, Eddie? Uh, I mean, it was, it was fun. It was, it was nice for me to come out of my comfort zone a little bit. I've never been in a debate scenario. <laughs> I, all, all I'm going to say is at the end of the day, I have to thank you for letting us keep digging the grave. Cause I absolutely love that song. It's cool, but I didn't want to get rid of it either. Like, <laughs> like uh, when I looked at the running order, I thought there's not a single track on here. I could remove without fucking the running order in some way. Yeah. Like, some albums just do that to you every song has its place it's like a puzzle but uh yeah i had to concede well <laughs> i feel i feel like we we really learned something today i don't know i learned something today <laughs> <laughs> isn't it all great that we're all better people fishing, fishing! <laughs> um man it's like it's it's one of those things where i almost feel like there should be a game it's like uh, find out, like, you, you know, take a drink or, or every time they mention something Metallica or something Wayne's World, because that seems yeah. to be the two things that always, <laughs> always, uh, always somehow find their way into our shit. Anyway. I love how you said that with the live shit binge and purge box set and the Wayne's World not game right above you as that happened. <laughs> Clearly Metallica <laughs> and Wayne's World, two of my favorite things. So, um, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a simple... I'm a simple uh, old school kind of dude when it comes to that shit. I guess depending on how old you are, Wayne's World probably is not old school at all. <laughs> it was 90s. Anyway, so uh, that's it for this episode of Grooved and Removed. Um, next week, we'll be coming back to your our regularly scheduled Cranked and Ranked. I don't know what, what that was. <laughs> I didn't know if I should put a plural on that or not. And so my brain made me fuck up the entire end of the word. So um, uh, with that being said, let's just go ahead and get the fuck out of here. Uh, Thank you very much for watching. Like I said, put your comments down below. We'll see you next week for another Cranked and Ranked. And Eddie, take us out. Well, 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 later, dude. (laughs)